Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we bring in my favorite climate expert, Steve Coonan who was formerly the top energy scientist uh, for the Obama administration. He's currently a professor at NYU University. Before that, he was at Caltech. He is the author of the great book, Unsettled, What Climate Science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters. One click on Amazon. It's a very important book. Steve Coonan, thank you for coming back on the radio. You were great on the TV show the other night. It's always great to be talking with you, Larry. Thanks, Steve. Well, so let's uh, just review. We've got a little more time than, than we do on, on the TV. Um, it just seems to me that a lot of people, including the administration, are confused uh, between bad weather and global climate change. That's where I really wanted to start. You have written about this. And let me just look. Uh, you wrote a while back in a very good op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, heat waves across the U.S., have become more frequent since 1960, but the UN report neglects to mention, or the media neglects to mention, that the body of the report shows they're no more common today than they were in 1900. Now, the administration and others are making the case that all, you know, it's, it's let's see, Fox Weather says it's 96 degrees in New York City. It's very hot, I get that. But does that mean the world's going to hell in a handbag over climate change? No, no, of course not, Larry. And, you know, the report that you cited was an official government report from 2018. The graphs are there. They show that the warmest temperatures haven't, are not greater than they were in 1900, nor are the heat waves more common than they were in 1900. You know, what we see with heat waves is weather. It happens on timescales or changes of a few days. The heat waves are not going to last more than a few days, either in the U.S. or in Europe, whereas climate is the many-decade average of weather, temperature, winds, humidity, uh, extreme events, and so on. And so people have a tendency, the news media certainly does, uh, to focus on what happens today. That's news. But it's kind of boring to say things have changed by X, Y, or Z over the last 30 years. What is the climate story uh, going back 100 years, going forward 100 years? Because among other things, I mean, I remember first reading you um, after you had left the energy department years back. Uh, and you said models, the models are deficient. You know, unfortunately, it's a complicated subject. Uh, and you, you know, were critical of these models. So what's the real story here on, on climate change? Well, you know, we have, if we focus on the global average temperature, which is the thing people often talk about, we've seen it warming since the 1600s. We had what's called the Middle Ice Age, and we've gone up um, in the last century, let's say, by about 2 degrees Fahrenheit. That's globally averaged. It's gotten warmer 
more rapidly in some places, in the poles, for example, uh, and it tends to get warmer uh, in the evening compared to getting warmer in the daytime. So there are changes, but nevertheless, it's gotten warmer. Now, the real question is, are humans going to be able to, or will humans influence the climate enough so that the warming accelerates, if you like? And, you know, I think we understand that greenhouse gases, mostly CO2, exert a warming influence on the climate. Some human activities, like putting up uh, smog, aerosols, uh, exert a cooling influence on the climate. But on balance, we expect human influences to warm the climate somewhat. And the real issue is how much is it going to warm? Uh, and the best estimate right now is it might warm another two or three degrees Fahrenheit by 2100. Uh, and, and then, of course, what can we do about it? So if it warms by two or three degrees Fahrenheit in the next century, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to the economy? What does that mean to, you know, ordinary folks? Yes, well, you know, it's very complicated because weather or climate is only one relatively small influence on the economy. Technology, mm -hmm. regulation, demographics, and so on are much more important, at least, again, according to the IPCC reports, the UN reports, if one reads them. And what they say is that for a warming of a few degrees, as much as eight degrees more, that we'll see a few percent hit on the global economy or the U.S. economy in 2100. That means if the economy is growing at two percent a year, a few percent is only a two or three years worth of growth delayed 70 years from now. And so it's really small. So that's not two percent a year. That's two percent for the no. whole period that the economy will be 2% smaller. And when I first read that in the official reports, whether it was the 2014 UN report, the 2018 U.S. government report, or the most recent UN report issued last August, they all say a few percent for a few degrees. And that's just mind-boggling when you listen to the political and media dialogues. So if you had policies that were GDP expanding, economy expanding. Now, let's say, for example, you cut taxes or yep. you deregulate. Yep. Uh, it, I mean, it sounds like that would offset uh, over 100 years uh, any of the fairly small climate influence. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we were to grow at 2% a year between now and the end of the century, the U.S. economy would be four times bigger than it is today about $85 trillion. Mm. And, you know, take that four times and knock off 2%, and you get something like 3.8 times, all right? Nobody's going to be able to project or tell that difference uh, 70 years from now. Right, right. So there's a lot of sca a lot of scare tactics going on, basically. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're or, quoting... You know, it, it could be, you, you might say, well, the official reports are not right. I don't believe them. Well, okay, but everybody keeps talking about we got to believe the science, and that's what the official science says. Right. So, what do you, besides the potential human influence, what else is influencing these climate trends? Yeah, well, there are natural cycles in the climate. Probably the most familiar one to non experts uh, is El Nino, and that happens every five or so years. 
We're currently in what's called the negative phase of the El Nino, which tends to have warmer temperatures in the uh, U.S., for example. Right? When we're in the positive phase, it's wetter and cooler, and we can all remember uh, very rainy seasons when El Nino comes to pass in California, for example. Uh, but there are longer-term cycles as well that take 60 or 70 years to play out. Mm. There's one in the North Atlantic that influences hurricanes and melting of Greenland. There's another one in the Pacific uh, that similarly has a global influence. And, you know, the interplay between these different cycles, um, their timing, their strength, uh, will influence global weather patterns. But there's nothing, I mean, it sounds like, again, it's this panic factor that I hear so much or, uh, you know, it's like an apocalypse now thing. And if we don't, you know, have, if we don't end carbon in 10 years, we're going to have apocalypse now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's just, ah! you're saying that, that ain't science. That ain't science and it ain't going to happen. All right. <laughs> and moreover, I would say it's inhuman. You know, um, Alex Epstein is one person who's pointed out that there are three to five billion people who are energy starved. Mm. And the best way to get them energy is with fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. And if you say we got to reduce emissions, what are you going to tell those people? It's yeah. inhuman. Right. So it's very negative. Yeah. Very negative impact. All right. Thank you for this. This is great stuff. Again, Steve Kuhn. And folks, go out and buy his book, would you please? Unsettled, What Climate Science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters. Steve Kuhn, thank you very much, sir. Great folks, chatting with you, Larry. Anytime.